0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, just remember, uh, we're in Genesis 25. <laughs> That's the half. I'm going to be done with it today, I think. I think. And then we're halfway through Genesis. Amen. I think the rapture's getting ready to come, man. That means it's good stuff. I was listening to one of the radio stations yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It might have been Friday. I was driving around doing some stuff and and, uh, I mean, you, you hear stuff all the time. You just don't know whether to believe it or not to believe it. Uh, and they were talking about China and uh, that this uh, coronavirus uh, is, well, they got, first of all, everybody's going out because they want to know who their grandparents are and their great-great-grandparents and and who they are, testing, one, two, three, two, three, there you go. But they want to know everything about, everything about their history, and they said, and it's just amazing that... China is doing all the DNA testing for us. So what we have done is basically the world has given China the entire, all the doctors in the world and everybody else, uh, when they do stuff, they're, they're giving China the DNA of all the human race back practically. So they're saying this coronavirus was the start to this whole thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, what the Chinese are doing is they're going to create a, coronavirus or a virus that will wipe out the whole planet except them. And uh, they, since they got your DNA, they can pretty much figure it out. And I was, I was sitting there kind of laughing at that because, you know, that is a, a pretty heavy conspiracy theory that they got. But if you stop and think about it, we're in a time frame where technology allows uh, things like that to happen. And instead of blowing up the entire planet because everybody's worried about nukes being, uh, you know, you're messing up the atmosphere and, and all this other stuff, China doesn't really care about... Uh, global warming. I mean, they're smoking up the place as bad as they can. But if they can get rid of everybody else, I could see them doing it. That's Shem. Now, all you have to do is pick up your Bible and start looking at some things. And you got Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Shem is that high-level high thinker. And uh, I would not put it past Shem at all to do that to us. Uh, but but and then I said, Lord, it's coming. The thing is getting closer and closer. Man won't do it. Here, go. I'll give you my two cents. Man will not be able to do it. God's going to do it. You don't need his help. Uh, God doesn't need man to help him do anything. In the tribulation, you read through the book of Revelation, he wipes out a third of the population, and then he comes back and gets another third a little bit later. You look at a third, if there's 8 billion people on the planet, you're looking at 2.5 billion people get wiped out two different times. And he really don't care. Uh, You'd say, oh, well, God's not, no, what God hates is sin. And what we got to get in our minds is we got to get on agreement with the Lord. Where our problem is, is this world has taught us to be like everybody else. I'm sorry, I'm not like everybody else. There was one, I heard a black guy on the radio, one of the radio shows uh, last night. As I, was, I said, last night or night before, I don't know. But I mean, he was sitting there, he was going off on queers, man. I mean, on the radio. I'm like this guy, I like this guy, man. And I said, he was saying... You know, he goes, I don't understand that, man. He goes, there's all kinds of guys, uh, girls out there. Why would a guy want another guy? He goes, I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. He said, if you like the masculine side, there's some women out there that are pretty masculine. He goes, You can go get one of them. Why do you have to? And I was sitting there listening to the guy, I'm like, how come they haven't kicked you off the radio yet? (laughs) Something just ain't right there. Genesis 25. I get off on one of those diatribes here, and I just, I'm telling you, man, it's just it's crazy stuff. The whole the whole thing is crazy. Uh, Genesis, 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 all right, yeah, we're in verse 27, but we'll, Genesis 25, I mean, we're getting close to the end here, amen, the end is near, that's what it, but you got to get, the Lord, Lord has got this whole thing in control, and uh, you're going to see a couple of that things right here, but, uh, and the boys grew. Verse 27, talking about Esau and Jacob. And the boys uh, grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field and was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, uh, that's uh, with that same red uh, pottage, for I am faint. Uh, therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do me? You need to remember that right there. That, that is a very important statement he just said. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentil. And he did eat and, uh, and drink and rose up and went his way, and Esau despised his birthright. Father, thank you again for your blessings. Thank you for a Bible. Uh, Lord, thank you for uh, just showing us down through history how you think. And Lord, that we can think that way. Lord, we can change our thoughts to be your thoughts. He uh, you said over there that our thoughts aren't your thoughts, Lord, but we can change our thoughts. Uh, we have a whole lifetime to do that. Lord, we have a book that tells us exactly the way it's going to be and how it's going to end up and what your feelings are on the matter. And Lord, help us to to align ourselves to those uh, thoughts and and processes. And Lord, that uh, we can have an effect on this world. Again, Lord, thank you for your many blessings today. Thank you for just letting us come out to uh, church. Bless the Sunday school classes. And Lord, bless this class here, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, It's a a blessing. Uh, They were over here cutting grass yesterday, and I got up and did some stuff in the furnace in the, the fellowship hall. I, that thing's up and working now. We're gonna redo, ladies. We're gonna give y'all some more cold air. Are you cold? Mad. Well, I'm gonna put more cold in the uh, nursery. I was told that it was too hot in the nursery. They can't stand it. Uh, and they always say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the nursery, or is that the kitchen? <laughs> one or the other. Uh, but hey, I, they used to, I was at a church one time where they made men, uh, us, us men go into the nursery. And uh, I had a blast, man. Me and the kids got along great. Uh, they, uh, they, they never could figure out how I did it. And I told them I said, I just hung them up in the closet on clothes hangers and shut the door where I couldn't hear them. And then I just did whatever I wanted to do. And mom's like, I can't believe it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really, uh, sometimes it's not bad to put a guy in there to make them learn what the ladies have to do. Uh, kids, kids need to understand that, you know, that you love them too. And they, they will. So back to this and the boys grew, uh, Rebecca had two sons, Esau and Jacob, uh, it comes down from Abraham, Isaac, Isaac to Jacob. And Esau had the possibility of getting that. And brethren, there's a lesson here to be learned for all of us this morning. If you'd stop and listen for a minute, you were saved born again. I, if you're in this room and you're saved, now the question is, is, are you saved? That's between you and God. That has nothing to do with me. I can't say you're saved. I can't say, I've can't. i seen people that I would not think were saved. I was I was witness to a drunk on the side of the road one time down in Pensacola, and that guy was bawling his eyeballs out, man. And I mean, he just, I mean, his heart was broken. He knew exactly when he got saved, he just alcohol ate him up. He couldn't do nothing. But it was an attitude. It was an attitude that the man had that I was uh, appreciative with. Uh, I've talked to people before and their attitude, although I, I had a friend who smoked cigarettes. I don't care if you smoke cigarettes, if you, if you want cancer. I, I go over to that hospital where my mom's at or that, that nursing home. And then ladies come out there that work here smoking cigarettes. I'm like, you got to be joking me. We go by this one room over there and you look in the room and there's like 72,000 oxygen bottles in that room. And you're smoking. That's, the reason they you got oxygen bottles is something's wrong with their lungs. And you're smoking. You're around these people. Every door down through there is older people, which older people have problems inherently because they're getting older. And I said, but you see all these problems and here come these three or four nurses out or nurses, age, and, they're, and they're not those uh, vape cigarettes either. They're real cigarettes. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you got to be joking me. We are some stupid people. Esau is a stupid man. Ignorant. Ignorant isn't even the word for Esau. Uh, and we do that today as Christians. We have in our grasp, I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of the king. This world has nothing. This world is not my home. It is not. Uh, I found that out in 1980 on a back portion of Louisville, Kentucky. As a matter of fact, before I got saved... On that back porch, I knew that I was. this world was not my home. We have a destination of heaven or hell, one of the two. You literally make that decision somewhere in this lifetime. That's what we do. That's what the whole purpose of church is. That's what the whole purpose of witnessing is. Uh, Brother John gave me a piece of paper. If any of y'all are interested, uh, National Night Out Tuesday, August the 2nd, 5.30 to 8 p.m. We need some volunteers to go to Stuart Patterson Park, on Leo's street. That's not a good street, but hey, that's okay if we take enough guys down there or ladies down there. Guys, if we take ladies down there, we need some guys to go with them uh, to protect them. Uh, but in any case, uh, Stuart Patterson Park, uh, you got an opportunity to go down there and just sit in a booth for three or four hours and tell them about Jesus Christ as they come back. Pass out gospel tracts, let them know who you are. Uh, but, but that's what we are, The hardest thing to get a Christian to understand is that is what we are. He talks about two boys there, and Esau was a cunning hunter. If you know anything about me, I hate hunting. I don't really hate hunting. I like hunting. I like food. You want to go out and hunt and kill a deer, just let me have some. I'll take it. Uh, If you do all the work to it, and my brother-in-law can really cook deer good. I mean, it's so good you can't even tell it's deer. Uh, it, It just, it's meat. Meat is good. I like meat. Meat is fine. This week is my last week. Monday, I start my last week of my diet. It's over. It's over. Then, no, no, wait a minute. That's the last week of my weight reduction program. My diet starts after that, and i got to get down to 210. Uh, It'll be a 10-pound diet, so that won't be too bad. But uh, I'm going to go back to eating, man. I mean eating real. I told a lady, I said, I'm going to eat food. Uh, All of it's good food. It, It really is good. But every now and then, you just want something a little bit different. But Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. He's telling you a lot about the man right there, worldly, Carnal as the day is long. That's what he lives for. That's what he lives. He's out there in the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And, and it gives Jacob like a, like, it gives him a bad connotation of his life. But, but the word for plain in the Hebrew connection here is pure or upright. There's nothing wrong with being pure and upright. Now you're going to find out that Jacob, this is God's thought of Jacob, that he's pure and upright. Jacob is a mess. Now, I don't know if you've noticed that about some people. God, some of us are just a mess. I mean, no matter how hard you try, you're just a mess. And you need to be honest about being a mess. You're just a mess. God loves honesty. And he likes really, really looking at yourself. Mirrors are great, man. You look at yourself and, and uh, you know what, now I'm skinny and ugly. I used to be fat and ugly. Now I'm skinny and ugly. It doesn't matter, man. Ugly is ugly. You can't do nothing about ugly. He uh, says, and Isaac loved Esau, but... but because he did eat of his venison, but Re- Rebekah loved Jacob. Moms, you got and dads, you got to watch what you do with your kids. Uh, it's a very, 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 very bad danger when you approve of what that you shouldn't approve of. You know what Esau, you know why Jacob loved Esau? Because of his stinking belly, man. He said, he sits there and he goes right there, he says, because he did eat of his venison. Oh, I like Jacob, man. Jacob goes out in the field. Now, I doubt be the one of these boys took care of the sheep. Jacob had, or Isaac had all kinds of other uh, people. Eliezer had a house full of people. He had a bunch of servants. He went and got Rebecca. I seriously doubt these two boys ever. They were probably out in their Maseratis and, and all their cars that they were driving and, and their four-wheel buggies running through the, the fields and everything else. That's what Jay, uh, Esau would do. Go out there, go hunting, do whatever he wants to do, climb up in a tree. I did that before, man. I've tried that. I mean, I'm not, I, I have tried that. I'd go out in a field and, and climb up a tree, and, and, I, and then I said, now nah, I can't climb up a tree because if I climb up a tree, I'm going to fall asleep, and I'm going to fall out. So I just lean up against the tree, put my bow over there. I bet you if they had some pictures, man, the big old bucks was all around me, all over the place, looking at me like, what is this in the field here? Uh, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I had a squirrel, and the worst, worst mistake I ever made, I went to Continental Cannes. Uh, I had my permits and everything. You can hunt on continental can. I I got out there on continental can, and I went out there and nothing. I don't know where all the deers were. The Lord was keeping everything away from me. But I've seen this little squirrel up in a tree. And I had a 12-gauge shotgun. And if I had hit that squirrel from that distance, there wouldn't have been nothing left of the the limb or the squirrel. And uh, I looked at him, and I had him right in my sights on that barrel of the shotgun. And I'm like, little squirrel, I'm not going to eat you today, so I'm not going to shoot you. How about that? So I put it down. About 30 minutes later, the uh, game warden comes by and gives me a big old ticket for hunting on a continental can without it. I'm like, I got the permit. He goes, he looks at the paper. He goes, yep, yep. That's the piece of land you're on right there. He goes, but that, by the way, is not continental can's land. He goes, they're wrong. <laughs> I'm like, and he still gives me the ticket. You can't even do right and, and not get blamed for it. But the two boys go out and Jacob, Esau, Isaac loved Esau because of his belly Rebekah loved Jacob for a totally different reason. Go back to Genesis twenty-five, twenty-eight. Isaac loved, wait a minute, back, 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 back. Back to verse uh, uh, 22. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manners of people shall be separated from thy bowels. Uh, and the one and the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elders shall serve the younger. So Rebecca knew that God had already told her that the younger is going to be. She may have been out of, out of, uh, out of culture a little bit there on that, uh, doing what she did with Jacob. And you get to the next chapter or two, and you're going to find out she does some other stuff that she probably shouldn't do. Uh, but she knew which one God was going to bless and which one God's hand was going to be upon. And she turned her affections to that one. Uh, Isaac turned his affections to the one that was his eldest that should have got the blessing, but the eldest rejected the blessing. Now, brethren, you got to be honest when you look at everybody. People just aren't the same. I don't care how they are. Our problem is is we want to look at people and say, oh, they're so nice. Yeah, they are until they stab you right in the back. I mean, that's just what they are. Some people you would look at and say, well, I'll never trust that. You know, people mess up. This is a great lesson. People mess up. Are you going to forgive them? Some people don't want forgiveness. Esau did not want forgiveness. Jacob did. Esau didn't want it. You got to be able to distinguish between somebody who wants something and somebody who does not. Well, everybody wants something. But do they want the things of God or do they not want the things of God? And whose side am I on? I like Rebecca, man. You know what Rebecca is? She's on God's side. Who is on the Lord's side? We sing that song. who is on the Lord's side. I am. I choose God every time. I'll give anybody a break. I, some people tell me that I, I give too much grace. Uh, I do to a point, but I mean you reach a point with me and I'm done. I'm just done. And uh you had every chance, you've had every uh, I'm gonna turn you over to God for the destruction of your flesh. No, not really. I wouldn't do that. But I'll turn you over to God and let Him deal with you. I'll get out of the way. You know what's wrong with most of us? I'll get here because another thing. It's a micism. We get in the way of God a lot of times. God starts working with somebody and lo and behold, mommy or daddy or brother or sister or friend or foe get in between God and oh, let me help that person out. Uh, That's about stupid, ignorant, ignorant. Uh, God, you need to back away and just let God wear them out. Because when you do that, what you're gonna do is if they're recoverable, they'll come back. Esau never got back in, he never did. Rebecca, as God said, loved Jacob. She did. Uh, go to Malachi, Malachi 1 2. That's the last book in your Old Testament. We'll get to her someday, maybe. I doubt it. The rapture will happen much sooner than that. But it's a thought. It's the thought that counts, right? 1 2 i actually go to the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, with talking about Israel, I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, wherein has that loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob and hated Esau. I mean, 3,000 years later, he's still hating Esau. Here we are, uh, this story is 1804 B.C., uh, it is now 2022. Uh, we're looking at almost 4,000 years later, and Esau is still hated. Now, brother, I don't know about you. When God hates something, he hates it. And you, and you, you know what I did a long time ago? I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I, I, give, I give uncle, uncle, uncle. I cried uncle a long, long time ago. I'm on God's side. I said, Lord, look, I don't think right all the time. Got it. But I am going to do what you said do. I don't think right. So I, I need to change my thinking. Uh, I like that verse, he's still working on me. He's still working on me to make me what ought to be. And he does. It takes a lifetime sometimes for him to work on people. And sometimes God just accepts people as they are. If he accepts them like they are, why can't we? Have you ever thought about that? It's kind of a crazy thing he does here. Isaac, Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. This flies in the face of a lot of people. Uh, notice the motive in Isaac's favor is his belly. I like that, man. Isaac, Isaac was a fleshly, carnal person. Just, yeah, but he's a godly man. Yeah, but he had his issues too. And he looked at his son uh, Esau, and I'm sure he wanted Esau to do the right thing. But he probably spoiled Esau to the point where Esau screwed up and, and there was no recovering for him. Uh, notice the motive for Isaac's is favoritism. Rebecca loved Jacob not only because he was her helper, Jacob liked cooking. There's nothing wrong with cooking. Food is good. I like beans. Chili chili's good. Beans are good. Uh, I can't wait till next week. Beth said we're going to have a dinner at the house and bring my mom over. And uh, I asked my mom if she liked honey-baked ham. and Her eyes got about this big. And uh, she, she would say, t- oh, I'm so sick. And yes, I love honey-baked ham. <laughs> I, saw, I thought you were, I mean, the, the, uh, all that stuff, cholesterol and all that other stuff was not good for you. Boy, you're talking about a honey-baked ham and beans. I mean, she's ready to go. Uh, But Rebecca loved Jacob not only because he was a helper around the house uh, for the most part, but the prophecy was given to her in verse 23 that Jacob was going to rule over Esau. And Jacob, verse 29, and Jacob sawed pottage. And Esau came from the field and was was faint. He's probably out there hunting. Uh, Like I said, he's out there with his little four-wheeler all over the place. He's just a spoiled, rotten kid. Uh, didn't, didn't really get what he should have thought, and he didn't think about it. And here's the danger of us. brother. you were given something, and your future depends on what you do in this life. Now, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I couldn't lose it if I want to. But my relationship in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ will be determined strictly what I do in this lifetime. Now, if you want to go do all this other stuff in here, that's a devil ploy. What he's doing, I'm telling you, you're going to waste a thousand years of ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ and an eternity. People say, well, I don't care about that. Well, you will then. Amen. And the problem is, is we won't stop. Our country is, is so, so full of, of teaching our young people that uh, get everything you can get. Get all the guts. So do everything. Live your life the way you want to live it. And I think you ought to go out and have fun. I don't have a problem with having fun. If you like hunting, hunt. I'm not going to stop you from hunting. Uh, if you like driving a car, I'm not going to stop you from driving a car. I'm just telling you, you better have that thing in light of what the future holds for you, because you're you're if you're oh man, Bob Jones Senior said this right. Let me see if I can find it. I have I have a quote from him. But we we uh, we sacrifice the immediate on the alt, or we sacrifice the future on the altar of the immediate. Something like that. And what we do is we look at what we want right now, and I want it right now. I don't want it ten years from now. I want it right now. That's what's wrong with uh, most most American young people today is they cannot wait for God to give them anything. They have to have it right now, and they'll do. They'll sell their souls to get it right now. And I'm telling you, it'll kill you, man. It'll kill you dead or in a doornail. It'll kill you spiritually. That's what it does to him right here. The nearest thing it would be uh, he, uh, here's Jacob sodding potty. She's got a. A fire out there, and he's got this thing cooking, and he's probably got this plan in the back of his mind saying, I should be firstborn. Mom's already told me that. I'm the one who's going to rule and reign. I'm the one who's going to be in charge. Why am I not the firstborn? Because you're not. You came out second, you idiot. Uh, That's what happened. And Esau came from the field and was faint. Uh, He's starting to make beans. I I, I think it was lentil. Uh, Dr. Roman calls it chili. He said he thought it was chili. I think that's a south thing. Uh, but it's a lentil. It's lentils. It's just beans. Kid. It's just beans. Is all it is. A pot of beans. And Esau, verse thirty, uh, said to Jacob, "Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint." Therefore, his name is called Edom. And Jacob is sitting there, going, "Here's the opportunity. I got it." He must have knew a lot about his brother. People say all the time they don't get it. I can read people in about two minutes. I can read them. Uh, I had, I had an old preacher friend of mine tell me one time, he said, Mike, you can read people. I said, yeah, I've been around them. I've been around thousands of people. Uh, the USS Scott, I was around four, 500, 500, 490 something, 485, 490. The Ponce had a thousand on them. Uh, you could look at everybody and tell by what they were getting ready to do. All the tattoos and everything everybody's getting. Have you ever wondered why they're getting those? Why? Because it's, it's, strictly, it's strictly peer pressure. Somebody else is putting peer Or convinced you that you got to have that. Now, if you got one, I'm not going to say anything. I mean, it's, it's too late now. You're gonna, it costs you more to get rid of it. You might as well live with it, and God's going to give you a new body, and you don't have to worry about it if you're saved. Uh, I don't know in hell if you'll have the tattoos they will be stuck back on there or not. But, but uh, in any case, when you sit there and look at that thing, people, they get offended by the littlest stuff anymore. They cannot handle anything God says, but God, our Lord is strictly right down the line, man. I mean, he's right here and he'll bend back and forth either way to give you a break if you'll take it. And he has mercy and grace and he's full of it. Esau did not care one thing about God. We're talking Isaac's son, eldest son, hung around Abraham, his father, he watched everything Eliezer did for Abraham. Eliezer is still probably here with Isaac. And he's watched all that stuff and seen all that stuff and chunked it. For what? A bowl of beans? You, you wonder why God hates me. Why does God hate him? You put God on the same level as a bowl of beans. Well, exactly what on this planet would not be compared to a bowl of beans? You've got to stop and think about that thing for a minute. I don't care if you become Donald Trump. Elon Musk, they said Elon Musk has such pull in the world. Well, if that guy ain't saved, he's going right to hell. And he won't have no pull in hell. Satan don't care. The Chinese government, the Russian government, Ukrainian, I don't care who they are. If, if, if they, that whole thing, no matter how high you go in, in the, the, the ladder that you climb up, that is no more than a bowl of beans in God's eyes. And we're sitting there going, I would rather have the bowl of beans than God. I'm like, hmm, I don't think so. I think that's a bad decision, uh, especially when you don't know what God has for you. You know what Jacob knows? He knows that, number one, that, that blessing is val- very valuable. Esau thought it was a, just nothing worth having. If it, Esau has to start thinking about this point right now. I'm hungry. If that's all you care about, your belly... I'm hungry. He's got some beans. I got a birthright. They both start with B. You could preach that. <laughs> B, birthright for beans. And, and Jacob just starts doing this stuff, man. He starts, Jacob is a, is a conniver, man. Now, Jacob isn't much better than Esau, but at least he's got his heart right. He knows, he knows I want something from God. Uh, when he's over wrestling with the angel, uh, he knows, and he says, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. I want a blessing from you. Are you that, that uh, obstinate that the Lord sits there and does something for you that you're not going to let go of him? Not, I don't know if obstinate is the right word for that. Uh, are you, are you going to be that consistent or, or that dedicated that you refuse to let go of God till he, he blesses you and you know he exists? I tell everybody all the time, give the Lord six months of your life. I mean, give him six months of your life throw everything else what's six months six months is, they gave me 20 weeks for this diet next week is my 20th week I'll be done I told the lady I said look the Navy threw me out in the ocean six months I can do I can do 20 weeks toward the end the last two or three months two months probably last month and a half man it got kind of hard I just smelled pizza and I smelled all this stuff and then Beth got off her diet and I told the lady I said my problem with this is Beth got off her diet and she went on maintenance so now she eats all that stuff that we couldn't eat before, and I can't. So that's what she's cooking is that. So I have to kind of do this on my own. I haven't been able to do it very good on my own. I went from four pounds to five pounds a week. Down, I'm down to maybe 0.2 pounds a week. <laughs> two pounds a week, maybe one pound, one and a half pounds, two pounds. But that's okay. It's still headed in the right direction. But, but Jacob, Jacob is a, is a uh, he's a surplanter and he's sitting there thinking how can I do it he already knows Esau doesn't really care about his dad and he also knows that I mean you know people after a while you watch them and you see how they do my dad likes me because I get him some food I'll get him some food and and I'll do this and I'll do this and and I really don't care what 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 am I going to get what does this birthright do for me anyways I'm gonna be like Abraham what's wrong with that I mean, Abraham did have a place named after him, Abraham's bosom. I mean, he did have a place named for him. Everybody in the Old Testament that died went to that place. That's pretty impressive. Uh, if you have one option, heaven or hell, and you're going to choose hell over heaven, uh, that's, that's ignorant. I think that's an ignorant decision. Uh, I, I think the number one thing a person ought to do in this life is make sure this is where they're going. Uh, we went over Romans uh, Thursday night, Romans Road, and we got down to Romans chapter uh, 3, 23, and it says, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's one of the, the paths of, of Romans Road, and we started down that thing. I said, "What the danger is in most people's lives is we want to see people get saved. That's just the emotional side of us. And we will do whatever we can and compromise whatever we can to get them to say whatever... They need to say to make us feel like they said what they wanted to say. And that's wrong, brother. That's wrong on our parts. That's wrong. It's wrong. If they don't get Jesus Christ, they're lost on their way to hell, and I don't care what they said. That thing has to be in their heart. They have to be saved. They have to know it. I don't think there's any possible way you could know Jesus Christ and not know you ask him to save your soul. Now I'm not saying you aren't backsliding or you're doing what you want to do, but there has to be a place out there somewhere where you know that's exactly what I did because that's what I wanted to do. Jacob knows exactly what he's doing here. Esau could care less. The question is, when you look at people in the world, are they an Esau or are they a Jacob? You don't have to be a Saint Michael or Saint Michael or Saint Gabriel to be in God's favor. All you have to do is be a Jacob. Jacob is cool, man. Jacob at least he wants to do what God wants. He goes, someday I can be like a prophet like my granddaddy. That's pretty impressive. I mean, Abraham said something and it happened. Why wouldn't you want that ability? Exactly what part of God, and and as a Christian, we need to stop and think about that thing. What part of God do, do I not want? That's what Esau's doing here. He's watched Abraham get a blessing from God. Abraham had a wife that was 90 years old, and she had a baby, which was Isaac, and he's seen all that. I'm sitting here, and, and I know this story here, Lion. Isaac told me the story, and here I am. My dad told me the story about my grandma, 90 years old. That's hard to believe, but she had a baby, man. That's what God can do. I can do it on my own. You know what the problem is? Is We think we can do it on our own. I can do it by myself without anybody. I'm a man. I'm an island. Well, there, no man's an island. Sorry, I'd hate to tell you that. Uh, it, your island, uh, they make man-made islands out there now. That's China, man. They'll, they'll do whatever they can to take over the world, if that's what they want to do. Uh, he goes, uh, you can't eat prophecy. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there's a bowl of beans, and I'm hungry, and he's got some bread and some wine. I think it's wine. It could be water. It could be whatever it is. But he goes, you can't eat prophecy. And, he, and he's going to sell out his birthright he obviously did not care one thing about his lineage uh, and my lineage comes right from Jesus Christ. It changed that day I got saved. Uh, I care about that lineage and that lineage sometimes makes you make decisions that you really regret making. Now you don't regret, you, you hate to make a decision sometimes but you got to make it. Uh, if I keep the birthright, this is just Esau thinking and, and Dr. Rubin had these thoughts in his commentary. I'll get the first dibs on, on the inheritance. But, and he goes, but good night. Dad might live another hundred years. But there's a bowl of beans right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice the eternal on the altar of the immediate. I'm going to go, why didn't you just go, come on, tell, don't tell me you can't make a bowl of beans in a couple of hours and survive. You're not that faint. Surely you ate yesterday or this morning when you went out. I mean, you can't tell me you're that faint. No, what it is is you don't care about the things of God. And what you need to do is stop and think, do I care about the things of God or do I not? Uh, I, th- I think you ought to care about the things of God. Uh, you say, well, why don't you hunt? I ain't got time to hunt. Uh, I spend all my time doing, trying to do the best thing I can do for the Lord, and, and it just seems like, you know what I wish I could do? Quit everything and just go out on the streets and preach and pass out gospel tracts. You know what I found out? I can't. I got so much other stuff to do to keep everything going so we can have church, so we can do this, so we can do I ain't got time to do that. I want to do that. I want to do these things. I said, Lord... And he goes, wait a second. He goes, Samuel went around the temple. Don't forget that. I told him to keep those lights lit. I had a whole tribe of Levites. And all they had to do was to wait on the temple. That's what they did. They did what I told them to do. They had other people that went out and did the fighting. The Levites waited on the temple. I'm like, but Lord, it's not necessarily what you want to do all the time. It's what he wants you to do. And he'll open the door for it. Uh, ministry. I, I was talking about that Sunday, uh, Wednesday night. Ministry is a strange thing, man. I mean, it's it's ministering to people is just exactly what you got to do. You got to minister. My mom's sitting over there, and she's transitioning between. Uh, she still thinks she's twenty, and she's ninety, and she knows she, she's she knows she's ninety. It's not like she doesn't know she's ninety, uh, but she still looks back in this life and thinks that she'll one day get back to the. And she goes, "I'll never get back there again." I'm like, "It's about time you get there." I mean, 90 years old, you're there. You're, you're not, you're not going to go back. You need to stop and think and enjoy what's in front of you right now. Uh, we, brother, we miss the whole thing because we always think we should have something else. And I'm telling you, that something else is going to be like Esau. It's going to cost in the end of that thing. And you're not, you may or may not get, the, get it to uh, return and you get that thing back. Esau never got it. 3,000, years later, he's still hated. Well, if I keep the bird right, I get dibs on the, on the inheritance. Uh, the only other thing that it might be is a promise of the seed. You're in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. He lost the bloodline of Jesus Christ for a bowl of beans. Now, if you think a bowl of beans is that important, I love beans, man. Pinto beans with a ham. I mean, we go get that, uh, honey baked ham, eat all the ham, take what's left. And there's going to be a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, you know, you can go over to honey baked ham and just buy the bone. And there's a lot of meat on that bone when you get it. So you can make a couple of ham sandwiches and then put it in a pot of beans. And it sweetens them beans up to man, oh, 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 oh. you can eat the whole pot. Uh, and It also makes them go bad quicker because now you add all that sugar in there. But anyways, even if you freeze them, I mean, it's, they're good. But it's not worth selling out Jesus Christ. Never was. You want to tell me what's on this planet worth selling out Jesus Christ? Because that's what we do. Uh, I was talking to somebody a few minutes ago, and uh, it's, if I know exactly what I'm doing when I do what I do. Exactly what I'm doing. I don't do anything unless I know exactly what I'm doing. And when I do it, it's always in, I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm always got Jesus Christ right in the middle of that, even if I mess up. Sometimes the flesh gets the best of you. you got to realize that you got to realize the battle's there, and you just lost. Uh, you, if i got to lose to somebody, I'd rather lose to myself than somebody else. So it's me beating me, so that's not too bad. I tell you, I always like winning. I still won, but the wrong way. But your body, you got to get that thing down sometimes and say, look, I'm going to fight this thing, man. I'm going to fight it. No, the answer is no. No, the answer is no. Esau couldn't do that. Jacob, though, took advantage of that situation, and he didn't, play, he didn't waste no time doing it. The firstborn is entitled to a double portion of the father's inheritance. He threw that away for a bowl of beans. You know, in the, it says in, in the millennial reign, we get to reign, rule the reign. He says, if you suffer with me, you'll rule with me. In the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, I don't know exactly what he's going to have for me, but whatever it is, it's going to be a whole lot better than what I think. I had not seen nor ear heard nor in the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them that love him. I'm going to get out there, and I get to rule and reign with him. It's worth the wait. There's nothing on this planet that I would have that would compare to that. When you get to stand, I tell you what, you know, it's a blessing. I I loved it. I I don't know if you all know I was in the Navy or not, but I was. Uh, When when Senior Chief Franklin, and actually Commander Balovich did it in Chief Diver, uh, I, they, they, got me that ship. They, they both went out of the way and, and, got me a ship. I did not go through the regular way the Navy did it. Uh, Commander Balavitch told Diver to call Desron 10, Desron 2 and tell them what they have and what's available to them, which was me. And they listed five ships out of those two, uh, groups. And they said, Mike, choose one. And I looked at the five and the Scott was a brand new destroyer. That's all I knew it was brand new. I think I'll go to that one right there. Uh, they sent a message out to the Scott, the Deseron 10 had Scott send a message to the detailer. The detailer sent me a message, said, you're going to the Scott. And he was really mad at me because we didn't go through him to do it. Uh, we kind of did, but backwards. And when I got on the, the Scott, Franklin was sitting there with his feet kicked up on a dog, I remember the rest of my life reading my record, saying, Hey, they say you walk on water. And he made me part of the team because of what somebody else did. And when I was part of the team, I'm telling you what, there is a, There is, there is, it's not just camaraderie. It goes beyond camaraderie. I mean, I like the Navy. I like the people on the ship. It goes way beyond that. When when I was telling uh, my mom about uh, Beth, I bought, I got a radio set. We had the best Mars station in the fleet. I mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. I go to the chaplain. The chaplain says, you cannot get $7,000 to put this radio on. I'm Jacob. I want to call my wife every night. How am I going to do this? Oh, Chaplain, you know what we're going to get out to sea. And you're going to have to make an emergency call. And all of our HF transmitters that are sitting in the radio that are the only transmitters you can use, by the way, to make a Mars call, they're going to use every one of them. And, and the mission is going to take precedent over any emergency you could possibly ever have. And I said, they're not going to shut one of these radios down. If there happens to be one available, you can, but they're not going to. They're going to use every one of them. And I said, they do it all the time. I said, so you need a radio on this ship that you can come up to. And I'm thinking the whole time, I need to call Beth every night. And if this radio gets on my ship, it's going to go right in the ET shop. because we got to put it in the ET shop so we can make sure we take care of it. No, no, i got to put it in the ET shop so I can make sure I get the first call every night. That's what i got to do. OK, so, so uh, and the Navalex engineers feed me on. And, and I'm like, yeah, 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 we got to do this. And the chap, so I go to the chaplain. It's not lying. It's telling the story a different way. So I go to the chaplain. He goes, Mike, he said, Captain, is not going to give you $7,000 out of the cruise rec fund to put that on it for no reason. I said, take me up here. I said, we'll talk. He said, you don't go to the captain's stateroom. You just don't go there. He could. He's an officer, not me. But he can get me there. I can't get there. And I need $7,000. I walk in. Captain's standing there. Chaplain Downey's standing there. Chaplain Downey says, tell your story. I said, Captain. He goes, yes, sir. He goes, yes, Mike. He goes, how would you like to call your wife every night from your bed? Give him (laughs) (laughs) $7,000. I did. I did. I hooked the phone up to his stateroom. He could call me in the ET shop. He says, Mike, I want to talk to my wife. I would bounce that thing into Norfolk, Virginia. Wouldn't cost him a stinking dime. The guy in Norfolk, Virginia would make the call to him. He'd get his wife on the line. I would patch it up to his stateroom. I just had to listen to it. He'd say, how you doing, sweetie? Over, click, I'd take it in to receive. The other, she would talk back and they'd get two or three minutes and he got exactly what I told him he was going to get. That was not a lie. Chaplain Downey needed somebody to come up and make a phone call in an emergency. I could bring that thing up anytime, any place in the world and he could make his emergency call 24-7. That was not a lie. I called Beth every night when he was out of sea. That was, that was my motive. <laughs> No, you, you sit there and say, what is that? That's Jacob. That's Jacob. That's the conniver, man. You know what you have in you? You have the ability to connive. And God will bless that. You know what I liked about that is the captain said, give me seven grand. He trusted me. I was one of him. I wasn't just a sailor on that ship. I was one of the team. I was part of the team. And I'm telling you what, brethren, being part of that, you know what I want with Jesus Christ? I want to be part of the team. Amen. I don't want to just be a sailor on the ship. I don't want to just be somebody in heaven. Why would you want to be somebody in heaven? I didn't spend all the time going to school 15 hours a night a day just to be an ET. No, I wanted to be an electronic technician. I wanted to know this stuff like the back of my hand. I wanted to be a sailor. I wanted to be an electronic technician. I wanted to be a chief, and I got to be all those. You say, what was that? I was dedicated. I don't care about your little bill. (laughs) Stinking bill. You're not a team player. That's what your problem is. You're on the wrong team. (laughs) Firstborn. The firstborn is entitled to the blessing of Abraham. He's getting ready to lose that blessing. And the firstborn is entitled to be in the line of Jesus Christ. Man, I, I, I just, I look down at that thing, man. I see Bathsheba. I mean, we look at that thing wrong. David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Had two sons, Solomon and Nathan, and Nathan is the great, 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 great grandfather of Jesus Christ. Joseph, uh, uh, Solomon is the great, 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 great grandfather of Joseph. Both of those boys are right out of the bloodline of, of, of Bathsheba. What a blessing, man. At, at David's death, Bathsheba is right there at a the footstool with him still. Ruth, Mo, Ruth the Moabite,s Rahab, the harlot, I mean, she's in Jericho. She's not even part of the tribe of Israel. And because she throws a string out and says, hey, will you remember me? The Lord says, you're in, man. Not only are you in, and you want to be on the right side, which is my side. Look at this nation of Israel, you bunch of boneheads. Y'all won't even go in when you're supposed to go in. I'm going to make you go in. But they never did go in, and I have to beat you up and put you out there for 40 years. However, Rahab, you hang a little red string out and take care of two of my guys. And because of that, I'm going to put you in, you're going to marry one of the guys. I'm going to put you right in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, brethren, but that is, as the head of the family. Now, now, Esau would have been the head of the family. It would have been Abraham, Isaac, Esau. And Esau sold all that out for a bowl of beans. 32, and I'll, I'll stop right here because you're ordering the bell. And Esau said, behold, I'm at the point to die. And what shall this, this uh, birthright do me? He looked at that birthright like it was nothing, and it was a gift of God. What's wrong with us today, and I want to leave you with this thought, what's wrong with Christians today is God's laid something out there for us, but we're so used to a Burger King society where you can have it your way and you can have it right now that we've never stopped to look and see what that thing is. And there is a cost associated with that. And it isn't something you just get. You get salvation, but I'm telling you what, you just didn't get salvation. Somebody had a witness to you. Somebody had to teach you about it. Somebody had to put it, and the Holy Spirit had, and that's where I was talking about Wednesday night, the Holy Spirit has to get involved in that thing, and you quench him and grieve him, and he goes away, and you don't get that. And you're wasting your entire life, and you won't... I don't care if you are Elon Musk, and I don't care if you get as much money as him and Gates and, and Trump and all the rest of them put together. They, the guy out in Idaho, Iowa won a $1.2 billion in the lotto. One person, everybody's there, everybody in Ohio got cheated. No, you didn't. You just picked the wrong numbers. But here's a guy $1.2 billion. What good is that? Oh, if he takes it right now, he'll get 700 and something million. Okay, it's the point a man wants to die. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Brethren, it's more than just going to heaven or hell. Once you go to heaven, you need to stop and say, I want to be a team player. You know what Jacob was? He was a team player. Was I a perfect sailor? No, I couldn't tie a knot. I could barely tie my shoes. But I'm telling you, I was a team player. No matter what they wanted, no matter who on that ship needed something, I don't care what your rank or rate was. I don't care whether you was a bosun mate, an engineer. I don't care whether you're missile tech. I don't care what you were. If you needed my help, I'm there to help you. Period. That's it, bottom line. You want to clean the toilet? Let's go clean the toilet. I didn't care about doing You know, I got to be on a ship. I got to be a sailor, man. I'm a team player. What do you need, Captain? I'll do whatever you want. You, what is wrong with Jesus asking? You know what Esau's problem was? He wasn't that. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. And Lord, uh, help us not to be Esau, but help us to be Jacob. Uh, Lord, I know Jacob has lots of problems, and Lord, down through the line, but You accepted.